0: You're listening to Arrowhead Radio.
1: He doesn't love us because we're good. He loves us because he's good.
0: You can't steer a boat that's not moving. We, need, we as Christians, we need to start opening our mouths. And it says that he who believes on the Son has life, and he that does not believe um, does not have life, and the wrath of God abides on him. Uh, to me... One of the greatest things God did to me was give me peace. Give me a hope. Give me a promise. And I thought, I have eternal life. I'm wow. I'm about for great. heaven and it's it's forever. I'm Mark Dana. And I'm Venus Cote. And this is Hope to the Nations. Well, wow. This morning we're doing something a little different here Uh, we're actually going to be doing an interview via zoom because of the constraints that we have upon us uh, with the uh, COVID-19 situation but this opens up an opportunity for us because we can go further afield and uh, this morning we have with us Frank Ward from uh, Loon River First Nation in northern Alberta. How are you today, Frank? I'm doing well. How about you? Doing okay. Doing okay. So we're kind of excited to hear about your story. Um, I know you're a pastor of a congregation at Kikkineau, isn't it? Yes. Yes. And that's, that's in your home area, basically?
1: Uh, it is uh, actually about four and a half hours away from my home reserve. Okay, so it is a Métis settlement uh, where the fellowship is is in. Okay, so we're Hac- Cree, right? Yes, I'm. I'm Cree. Yes. Okay, so you'll be further north then than yes. that. Okay. Yes. It'll be yeah, four and a half hours north of Kikino. Okay, so do you have any relatives that are in that area as well or I I do not have any relatives, no. Okay. All my relatives are up north. Yeah. Yeah. And you have your wife and your kids are there? Yes, my wife is here and our son Justin and our daughter Michaela, so yeah. Oh cool. That's great. That's great.
0: Yeah. Well, so we're just uh, wondering, like we like to let people tell their stories right right and um we wanted to hear like your story and uh maybe starting off your background a little bit and just just how things kind of happened in your life uh, to bring you where you are right now sure if you could share that with us that'd be great
1: okay so i um i grew up in a small community um before we got our land and Treaty rights. It was uh, called Loon Lake, Alberta, okay. which is from, from Edmonton. It's it's about five hours north of Edmonton. Just to give an idea of uh, people, generally know where Edmonton is. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's uh, where I grew up in a small community, and um, and I can't. I was raised in a family of seven. I have four brothers and two sisters, and uh, of course my parents. And um, we had a missionary, I believe, was with the Alliance. Okay. The Christian Alliance,
0: uh, missionary uh, Alliance?
1: Yeah, I believe that's who he was with. And he was a single man, and he came from New York State. He was an American.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, the Lord put a burden on his heart to come share the gospel to Native people. So he ended up in our area and uh, eventually uh married and had children Mm -hmm. and he uh, um you know began to teach and share the gospel with with the people in the community who were into traditional religion okay so that traditional religion for you would be like
0: what your grandparents
1: uh, your parents that kind of thing yeah that that would be kind of like, kind of like that but by the time I rolled around it was it wasn't very strong anymore like the gospel had been there for a lot of years already and there was a fellowship already established mm-hmm. By the time I was raised or but I grew up
0: okay. and so,
1: but uh, my my family did not believe in you know the bible uh, it was more my dad was more of a, a traditional traditionalist and uh yeah, okay. but it was after uh his grandpa or the father that raised him it, that wasn't his real father um was after he passed away then he picked up uh traditional religion even more and so you know, we we kind of I kind of had a sort of a bit of a background in in Bible, a little bit of Bible. Our community would always have meetings in the summer times, and so I'd be running around outside, and people would be singing and preaching, and uh, you know that that did influence me to some degree. A tent meeting. Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. yeah. Uh, so, but I was I was also growing up i i also adopted some um traditional beliefs coming from my father yeah not that he would uh specifically teach us to a to a great degree but what he believed would would come out in different situations uh different circumstances and so um by the time uh, a lady began to teach a bible club for children Mm-hmm. He had come from. Uh, she had graduated from Kiwaitan Bible Institute. Okay, that's in
0: Black
1: uh, Libish. Yeah, yes, and she married a man from our community, and so they came back to our to Loon Lake, and then she started that, and I attended that, and that's where God began to speak to me, you know, through His Word about my sin, my need of a Savior, mm-hmm. and uh, that was that was the start for me how how god began to work how old were you about <clears throat> i would probably estimate i'm probably about 8 or 9 years old i'm not quite sure exactly but somewhere okay.
0: around okay. there
1: yeah but the interest was was there you know in in my heart to to know to know about god and to know more about who he is and what the bible is about so your father didn't uh, oppose you doing going to the club or? No, he didn't oppose me, no. Well, that's,
0: and, that's, that's positive,
1: isn't it? Yes, yeah, it is. Yeah, and um, so I continued to attend that and, and then eventually when I became a teenager, my, my sister attended Kuwaiten Bible Institute there at Kuwaiten, at Kuwaiten okay yeah and so she became an influence in my life as well uh encouraged me to you know consider even bible school yeah and by this time i had um i had made a confession and profession of giving my heart to to christ by myself Mm -hmm. and uh i had used uh a prayer that, that I was in the back of a, one of those Gideon Bibles. They oh, used to okay. Yeah, they used to hand them out at our school when I was growing up. And so I had one of those and I felt that God was really working in my heart to, you know, to, to give, to repent and to confess. And
0: so. so it, yeah, it seemed like God was working in your life at a young age.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so upon doing that, then. I began to attend the fellowship that was there, mm-hmm. and so, yeah, there, God has used a lot of Christians to, to really cause me to grow, to encourage mm-hmm. me in the Christian life. So mentorship and, and uh, that is so very important in, in, for young Christians to have somebody that can they can go to and it really
0: is it really is that's something that i found really missing in my life and i've i've felt so you know kind of bad about it all along because i always look for somebody that might be able to just i could just learn from them right and i wouldn't have to be like up front and but i could follow them and then eventually maybe work my way into a more of up front front and center sure. yeah
1: what yeah one of the things i almost forgot uh, which i which i think is key um my father's history my dad um okay. he has a french last name his name okay. is uh, tender. okay yeah but they weren't married right away and by the time i was uh growing up i had taken the word the, the word last name but his father actually um um when he was growing up he left his parents split up oh. for various reasons. Yeah. And so he was given to another family to be raised by by that family. Your dad? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, so then his mom and his siblings moved out of our community, Loon, Loon Lake at that time, moved to Edmonton. So, you know, um, I'm pretty sure that all those things that happened in my father's life had made a lot of uh create a lot of uh let's say say hurts maybe and uh he never talks about that but and so and yeah you know it's just fatherlessness and abandonment is uh it's always a huge thing in, in children children's lives. Yeah.
0: You know I, I have similar background on my father's side, you know. Yeah.
1: Which yeah. is uh terrible and too bad that those things have to happen it's just so good that god doesn't just leave it like that <laughs> exactly know? yeah, That's yeah so about it. i you know i i think that to some degree affected me as well and how i saw god as well when i was growing up uh i had this um not really trusting mm-hmm. god like in my mind i i you know, I could I could say I, I did, but really in my heart, you know, the, it wasn't really real to some degree until, uh, until some painful experiences and, um, you know, God really, He really, really dug into my heart as to really what I really believed about Him. And I had to, you know, I had to repent of some thoughts I, I didn't even know I believed out of those painful experiences so
0: it's it's really amazing how god uses that yeah sure and even today like i think that's the way of uh actually growing in christ is actually facing the hard questions right
1: in your life absolutely yeah and i think i i like to point out is god uses word uh his word brought healing into my heart and soul and emotions and um but anyway, that yeah, that's part of the background. My father and how that has affected me as a Christian. And eventually graduated from high school and um, was still at this attending and um, fellowship. Yeah. But in, probably in my in my teenage years was where I really had a big a big um, struggle of the self life. Like I wanted to s- live and stay with my friends and do the things my friends were were doing. But at the same time, there is this struggle and this pull to continue walking with, with the Lord. And for a time there, I I stopped attending fellowship. But uh, I just, uh, I felt miserable because I was trying to live my own life um, apart from, from the Lord. And um, it wasn't satisfying at all until, you know, I repented and then, got back into a better relationship and fellowship once again. So So what did
0: repentance look like to you? What was it? You were you're a teenager, just about young adult almost or someone yeah. Like, yeah. What did that look like to you?
1: Like it was more like trying to live in a world and okay. and uh, but at the same time there's Christians that were uh, encouraging me to come back yeah and, uh, and i felt that that was the lord using them to to draw me back to himself and so i had to you know just die to the self-life to what what i wanted and um and not to change my mind you know about going my own direction and then going the god's god's way and god's direction and it was a struggle because there wasn't too many teenagers um at that time that are at my age that were christians so yeah. sometimes um, it is lonely you know it is lonely sometimes the christian life is lonely and um that's just how it is but uh, but i'm but i'm glad i, an, I eventually ended up at kiewayton bible institute and was there for three years graduated and uh, met some really really close friends there and uh it's really enjoyed the ministry of, uh, Key Waitin Bible Institute.
0: So a fellowship is really important to Christians. Uh, eh? oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, so Kay Waitin, you got into his, you understood like more of the teachings of the Bible.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed every class that was offered there. And, uh, in, Can I put you on the spot? Sure, sure. Would you be able to just kind of
0: give a summation about like like the story about man and, and salvation and from the from the Bible? Are you you think you could just do that just kind of hitting the highlights to it?
1: Sure. Of course, the main thing, first of all, is who God is, right? For God In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And there's just so much to understand, or begin to understand, or begin to know who who God is. And one of the first things, I guess, is to to know and to realize that He is a creator. Um, He has created everything, you know, according to the Book of Genesis: Um, the land, the trees, the birds, and the fish, and everything that's that's recorded in the Book of Genesis. And of course, God's uh highlight of creation is is man and man and woman you know how he has created them in his image and in his likeness
0: mm-hmm.
1: and um for the purpose of a fellowship with with god himself so he is creator god owns everything you know he owns us he has created us yeah uh even though maybe sometimes you don't agree with agree with that but uh, he's <laughs> he created us he he owns us, and he yeah, That's a hard part.
0: Actually, given in our will to him just completely, right? It's
1: yeah, for sure,
0: for the, sure. The idea of giving our will and our heart and our everything Up,
1: absolutely, yeah. So you know, we we come to chapter chapter two of Genesis, where you know God gave Adam a a job to take care of the garden, to to care for it, to name all the animals but there's still something missing that was uh, in, in Adam's life. And that's where God created woman, you know, for, for Adam and, yep. uh, and God established marriage, one man for one woman. And uh, that's God's law. And that's God's um, marriage. That's what mari- marriage is. What well, his plan, right? For sure. Then we roll down to Genesis chapter three, where Satan disguised himself as a, as a serpent and, goes to the woman you know and tempts her and twists the truth and uh to make her think that she's missing out in in her life when in really in reality all that they needed was was in their relationship with god and uh upon their choice to rebel against the commandment of god uh it was their choice in the inside of their heart you know to to rebel and to mm-hmm. sin and uh, therefore they chose and and then the consequences of of their sin was you know that what followed now we do, they
0: we that today right the consequences oh of...
1: you know, for sure for sure yeah and and so now you know God had to slay an animal for the purpose of blood had to be spilt for their for their sin Adam and Eve and uh Mm-hmm. And from there on, you know every person who's born uh, has a sinful nature, you know they're born born sinners and um and God has established already i think in Genesis chapter three and verse fifteen where God said that um, you know the seed was going to step on the serpent's head, which was uh, a reference to the Lord Jesus Christ in future in the future so when you Put your faith in
0: Christ. That that was what you were understanding, that story. Yeah. That's, yeah. No, that's super. that's all I really wanted you to get at was just uh right tie that in a little bit to your life. Right, yeah. And so once you uh you received Christ and you started being involved with the the fellowship there, what did God do in your life then?
1: I I began to help out like us in um and singing, mm-hmm. like uh, playing guitar, oh. and that was and that was encouraging. I mean, you know, if God has given you a spiritual gift, mm-hmm. then it's important to use it for for edifying the body of Christ. Yeah, and so that increased increased my my faith in Christ and my walk with the Lord. You know, to begin to contribute to to the fellowship and not just come and um, sit on a pew or chair or whatever.
0: Yeah,
1: Servant. Yeah, so yeah. Well, that's
0: that's yeah, that's really. Uh, so you you're now uh, still involved in a fellowship, right? You're right. Yeah. And during this yeah. COVID nineteen uh, situation, I someone had told me that you're doing the online uh, church right now.
1: Yeah, yeah, we. We didn't know what to do, you know, after our, we couldn't meet together anymore in a building, in a church building. And so uh, we had thought about doing something online on Facebook, via Facebook. Okay. So we started a group. We started a group on Facebook and um, eventually figured out how to do a live video. <laughs> and, and so, uh, mm-hmm. our, yeah, when we have our Sunday service, you know, we... We sing some songs, a mixture of um, choruses, uh, some hymns, and also some Cree, Cree hymns. Hymns, yeah. Yeah, and so we do that, and also my wife Lori teaches us uh, Bible, a Bible lesson online. Okay. And then you know I, I give a, I share a message. And yeah. um, super. And so. That's that is what we've been doing and it's been it's been really good turnout. There's been people that have been joining that normally do not come to fellowship with us in, in the building. so it's been encouraging that way and
0: uh, When you think of uh fellowship right as a Christian, what do you find is uh, like the the most deepest part of fellowship that you you really know as a as a believer? what's the deepest sense of fellowship you have?
1: Okay, yeah, that would be like a, a body of believers that um that le- deeply care for one another. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. uh, uh that that each other. you know that um that are willing to if somebody's hurting, then the whole body hurts. You know, Paul talks about that in Corinthians chapter twelve. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, sometimes yeah. you know it's not it's not there um for, for whatever reason. And uh that would be probably the biggest thing is, you know, I mean, Jesus talked about that. I think in John chapter 13, people will know that we are Christians by, by your love, by loving each other.
0: Yes. To me, yeah. that's, that
1: that's fellowship and
0: yeah. And the music is great and Cree hymns. That's wonderful too.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. Over here in Alberta, we can't, uh, we can meet together in a building, but we can't sing. <laughs> oh okay so yeah that,
0: you know. <laughs> that <might> be hard
1: <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs>
0: yeah wow there's all these uh restrictions we've never seen before yeah for sure wow yeah yeah but I'm glad that that you're able to continue because uh, um, we don't really we can't really give up like they don't go away like if we're in a fellowship even if we're not together that doesn't mean we're not fellowshipping, right? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Right now, here we're you're uh, in Alberta and I'm in New Brunswick. Yeah. Well, and Venus. Well, I don't know about Venus. I don't know where yeah. she is. I saw her face, but she <laughs> yeah. didn't be able to join us. Like, is well, she in New um, Brunswick too? What's that? Is she in New Brunswick? She is in um, Winnipeg right now oh okay yeah she's in winnipeg i'm in new brunswick grant's in new brunswick and you're in alberta so that's okay how, how our call is today and uh your family how how have you been doing during this covid 19 situation
1: we we have been doing not too bad um kids been um you know have a form of school still okay in we life. are homeschooling or uh, Michaela, our daughter, was being homeschooled. Yeah, but Justin was in in public school, so it's it's been you know it's got some you know negative and positive sides to it. The positive side is that we're we're more together as a family. We do a lot of things together, and that's been really good.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah, good to hear.
0: And uh, so far, the community hasn't been uh, affected that much where you are.
1: No, no, we haven't had no cases here in Laclavish in our area,
0: oh, that's which good. is good. Yeah,
1: we're we're too remote; nobody comes over here. I guess. Okay, <laughs> well, that has its uh, good side to it sometimes. Right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> I had a lot of uh, probably um, one of the biggest influences in my life was, um, was my pastor. Mm-hmm. He he came and pastored our fellowship. Just when I was uh, just almost at the right time for me, mm-hmm. I was beginning to seriously walk with, with the Lord. And and the Lord brought him and his family to our community. And he mentored me. <clears throat> I uh, attended a, a Bible study that he was doing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I think actually it's a Bible study what, that was from NCM called uh, Following Jesus. Right,
0: right. Uh, so yeah, Bible education by extension, I guess. Yeah,
1: and so I, I would so many times would be at his place asking him questions and he would take the time to, to answer every one of them. Mm. And to me, that's uh, that's the probably the, one of the bigger influences in my young Christian life was to be able to go some, to someone
0: mm-hmm. and to
1: ask questions and to have some direction in, in the Christian life. Really, really important. Yeah. Yeah sure yeah that would be something that I would suggest to uh, Christians if they're you know beginning to walk with Jesus or if they're struggling with uh, a certain aspect of the Christian life then to to ask uh, for direction and guidance from somebody that's that you trust and who is, a, who is a believer
0: we do need each other don't we for sure yeah absolutely yeah if we could only get that across to ourselves and to other people People,
1: yeah, right? <laughs> for uh, sure. Yeah,
0: <laughs> the culture kind of says uh, you got to do it on your your own. Like, but right, it's not what the, the Bible seems to teach. It seems to teach that we need each other because exactly. Some are Bible teachers. Some are people that come along beside and encourage. And there's always people in the body that like sing too. And yeah, for sure. Yes,
1: absolutely. Yeah. Have you seen people come to trust in Christ? Yes, there has been yeah, there has been a few that have made some decisions to to follow to follow the Lord, which has been really good <clears throat> to
0: see. So you've been able to come alongside of them and encourage them as much as you can I imagine. I,
1: yeah, we both of us me and my wife have have done to that to encourage. A lot of uh, younger, yeah, younger Christians. Did residential school touch your your family? I mean, directly? Um, as no, it didn't. As far as I know, it it did not. Okay. Um, my father or mother, mm-hmm. maybe because we were too far. Our community was too far up north. Okay. Yeah. Probably the closest school that would come to my mind would was would be in Edmonton. Okay. So. Uh, far as i know residential school has not made an impact in in our in our family Mm -hmm.
0: what would you say to somebody because i found that sometimes um to say you're a christian it almost feels like if you say i was i'm a christian that you were part of that whole residential school and you feel like i would find that myself i'm talking for myself i'd find that terrible what happened right it was terrible. Yeah. it wasn't yeah. what i would think and then then i'm thinking well how do you explain that how would you explain that to somebody like the difference or yeah you know, because yeah these days everybody thinks that christians are christians but i guess you right. probably know a little difference
1: there yeah yeah that's especially I guess it'd be more difficult to talk to somebody who has attended residential school
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah and, and uh, experienced all the all the things that are, have been mentioned and talked about you know yeah just terrible terrible things um, yeah. and so you know when you're thinking about trying to talk to somebody who's experienced that and you know all the pain and that they're carrying and you know associated to Christian maybe in their minds, Christianity. Yeah, right. I'm not sure. Maybe, maybe not Catholic, you know, it's Catholics and other uh, I think one more other organization that Randos Randos goals. And so I think it would be like, you know, trying to lovingly tell them, you know, that's, we're not connected with risk with, uh, with the Catholics, you know, we're, we're following Jesus and, um, and that's always going to be a painful painful conversation
0: yeah, and, uh, yeah. it's it, it really is and the idea that well like it's like Jesus he always defended the most vulnerable
1: yeah children he, he hated it it when children.
0: Somebody didn't
1: yeah I know I know some Christians that have attended residential schools, and um, yeah, and they, you know, they still carry the hurts and the pains, but the Lord Jesus has brought them to a place of forgiveness and and healing in their hearts. So, so
0: really important to acknowledge those hurts. Yeah, for sure. And then from there to to let them express I mean, what's going on in their lives, right? For sure, absolutely, yeah. Well, I really appreciate you sharing, and uh, we, mm-hmm. might share some, we might continue this conversation. This has been a broadcast of Arrowhead Radio, a ministry of Arrowhead Native Bible Center. You can follow us on Instagram at anbc underscore ncem. Look for a new episode next week, wherever you find your favorite podcasts.